listening to the Cream of the Crop with Cat's Cream. Only on 107.9 Cam Glen Radio. Meow. Yes, you are listening to Cat Gibson right here on Cam Glen Radio. I am with you all the way through until one o'clock. On today's show, I'm going to be talking to Scott Malley about an evening with Queen that's happening at the Pavilion Theatre on the 6th of November. I'm also going to be talking to Liz Allen, continuing our series of Phenomenal Women with Harriet Tubman. She was sometimes called the Black Moses and one of the indomitable underground railway conductors. So I hope you're going to be a little bit more aware of who she is and what she did. She was an incredible woman to to go from freed, escaped, free, oh, sorry, escaped slave to free black person in the north. She went back and she got more people out. And then during the Civil War, she works for the Union Army as a scout, as a spy, and actually is one of the leaders of the raids. So we'll be telling you lots about her later on, and I hope you really enjoy that. It's a fabulous life to talk about, as well as, of course, all of the amazing music that we get to source here at Cam Glen Radio. So let's kick off with, of course, Kylie. Her latest album, Tension, has gone number one in both the UK and in her native Oz. But before she embarks on her UK residency in November, here she is singing Padam, Padam. Yeah. 
Everybody wants to be a cat. You are listening to Cat Scream on Cam Glen Radio, 107.9 FM. Your voice, your music, your station. Because everything else is obsolete. Feel 
brand new track there from Rosie H. Sullivan. Rosie comes from the Isle of Lewis and she is now based in Edinburgh. That's a brand new track out from her. Absolutely incredible. I so enjoy that, isn't it? Just phenomenal. She's got another track that's going to be out. I'm sure that's last uh, Last Friday, the 6th, I saw that it was coming out. Isn't it just incredible? What a brilliant voice. Very ethereal. Like the sound of that. Now, I don't know. Is this a thing? Apparently, it's National Porridge Week. Celebrating the official start of porridge season as the autumn begins and the weather takes a chilly turn. A warming bowl of nutritious porridge is the perfect way to start your day. Is this just me? I have tried for absolutely eons to try and convince my kids to eat porridge with the screwed up faces and I don't like it like that and they won't eat it with salt and they won't eat it when you put the jam in it and you put in the jam and you can't put the jam in it, it's too sugary and then you're trying to put the honey in and no they don't like the honey and oh my goodness me and apart from that it makes such a mess of your pot to start your day, I mean how is that supposed to help you in any way shape or form but maybe I am completely wrong maybe this is your thing, maybe you're right into having porridge first thing in the morning National Porridge Week, who knew <clears throat> so it's a perfect time apparently to experiment with new flavours and toppings and enjoy the benefits of filling bowl of delicious porridge, certainly eating a bowl of porridge with the oats it's a slow release it's supposed to last you throughout the morning um it does provide a nice warm coating in your tummy from going out in these chilly mornings so maybe it is a thing or maybe we should embrace it more national porridge week who knew it's a thing so declan welsh and the deccan of west i've been talking about them about for a couple of weeks they had a big thing at the O2 Academy they were sort of the support band for the Raytones they were having their own event last Wednesday at McCool's and before that they were at SWU G3 this is their brand new track it's 100 to 1 Saturday night Listen and I'll tell you a story Forgathers if I'm starting to bore you But if you lend your ear for a minute I'll tell you a bit young Donny Devitt Donny boy is off with the square gold Outside of his regular local But no, there's no chance that he pass up The prospect of a fight and a The problem was, as always, he'd forgotten who he'd fight And so he went outside for a cigarette But he didn't have a light And so as to make sure that he did not lose a deck chair at a police car so they'd give him a chase Tragic mistake
that. That was called The Laureates and the song is called Witches. Before that, you heard from the amazing Declan Walsh and the Decadent Waste with 100 to 1 Saturday night. Now, The Laureates are actually, they're a fairly new band to me and I seem to have a lot of tenuous connections to them. So they recorded their recent album at the Wee Studio. Oh, yes. So we they recorded it at the Wee Studio. And uh, it was just, they're also going to be performing as part of the final night at Celtic Connections next year in January, February time with Colonel Mustard and the Dijon Five. What more do you want? What a fantastic sort of, um, yeah, brilliant tune. Really love it. And what more, coming from the wee studio and playing with Colonel Mustard and the Dijon Five. What a great sort of recommendation. Incredible. Really like that. I thought that was a great tune. Very sort of Halloween-y, wasn't it? Anyway, coming up next, we have got the new song from James Blunt. This is called Beside You. There's a brand new book and there's a new album coming out at the end of the month, 27th of October. The book is called Loosely Based in a Made-Up Story. Now, if anybody follows James Blunt on Twitter, I am sure this is going to be quite a good read. Now, the, the tagline says... While James Blunt's crimes against music are well documented, he has also some stories that are not. In a loosely based on a made-up story, James reveals his most riotous an antidotes, antidotes, is that what it was? To date for your amusement and his parents' horror in this non-memoir. So there you go, James Blunt, here it is, beside you. Oh, there's a song that God only knows and it's keeping me dancing. Here I am, and I feel that rhythm It's a lifeline that I've been given All these 
Radio is an amazing medium. It can inspire, entertain, inform and connect people. This station, Cam Glen Radio, is run by a dedicated, passionate and committed team of volunteers and you can be one of those volunteers too. It doesn't matter if you're an experienced broadcaster or if you've never set foot in a studio in your life. We provide all the training and support that you need to do what you want to do. And it's a great way of making new social connections, learning new skills, expanding on your CV and just having loads of fun. So to find out more about volunteering with Cam Glen Radio, just email volunteering at healthynhappy.org.uk. Now, the next track that we're going to play is from Norman Patterson's album that we were talking about last week. It's called Torn. This is the title track. She's leaving the island. She needs to get away. An unfamiliar voice is calling Getting louder every day She fears to break the ties that bind But the voice will not be scorned And as she looks across the water She is torn Boat sails Monday morning Before the town's awake They drive her to the harbour Careful of heartache Her world surrounded by the sea Ends on every shore And as she looks across the water, she is torn. She boards the boat, turns back to wave, to appearance on the pier. The only place she's ever known will slowly disappear. Back home the house is silent They sit and watch the dawn And as the ferry boat gets smaller They are torn Our world surrounded by the sea Ends on every shore And as we gaze across the water, we are torn. And as we gaze across the water, we are torn. From Farm Cross to Fern Hill, from High Cross Hill to Halfway. And across the southeast of Glasgow. This is Cam Glen Radio. 107.9 FM. Your local station. 
Yeah, you are listening to Cat Gibson right here on Cam Glen Radio with you all the way through until one o'clock. Still to come on today's show, we're going to be talking to Scott Marley all about an evening with Queen when he plays the incredible Freddie Mercury. And I'm also going to be talking to Liz Allen, who's going to be telling us all about Harriet Tubman, the amazing underground railway conductor. And you're going to be hearing more about her in the second hour. But before we do all of that, this is a new one to me. It's Belden Hay and it's called One Way Holiday. then from Belden here and that's called One Way Holiday coming up next then we're going to be doing community announcements and then we're going straight into the interview hopefully with Scott Malley so let's go and do some community announcements Cam Glen Radio Community Announcements So are you looking for a fun and healthy way to get those steps up? Join Healthy and Happy for their weekly walks on Tuesday they meet at Glen Kearns Football Park at 4pm and walk to a local location and on Wednesdays they meet at Weston Wardlaw Hill Parish Church at 12.15 to walk through Mallsmire. To go 
to book it's healthyandhappy.org.uk forward slash what's on. Universal's Connections Hamilton hold LGBTQI groups every Friday night in their Hamilton premises on Woodside Walk. The group is for young people aged between 12 and 16 and run between 5 and 7, quarter past 7. And the 6 to 25 age group runs from 6.45 to 9 o'clock. For more information, call 01698 456 680. That's 01698 456 680. (coughs) And finally, if you're expecting your first child soon, Happy and Healthy are running antenatal classes starting on Wednesday the 11th of October in Kirk Hills Halls on Cairns Road from 7 until 9 o'clock in Cambus Lang. This is a free four-week course funded by the Robertson's Trust. Prepare to meet your baby by learning what to expect in labour and birth and what you can do to make your birth a positive experience. And may the force go with you. To book, go to healthyandhappy.org.uk forward slash what's on. And that is all of your community announcements. I'm going to go and get into talking to our next guest who Scott Malley going to be talking to about is Evening with Queen that is coming on the 9th of November to the Pavilion Theatre but before we do all of that let's go and listen to this one brand new one it's Andrew Wiper called What You Wanted you wanted didn't take much to ask and you know what you wanted unsolvable task for me and these days we don't need much of anything And there's days when it's all closing in And the days when you look in the mirror All that you're not looking right back at all that you are All you are Look in the mirror 
what you want Looking right back at all that you need All you need from Andrew Wiper. Joining me now on the telephone is Scott Malley. Hello there, Scott. Can you hear Hello, me all right? Cat. I love Cat. Nice to speak to you. Lovely to, to speak to you. So, I'm talking to yourself because you're going to be performing at the Pavilion yep. Theatre on the 9th of November for an evening with Queen. So, do you want to tell me how you came about or how it all came into being about oh, you being Freddie? I'll give, yeah, I'll give you the very short story, which is probably best. Uh, in the early 90s, uh, we was basically a, a covered band uh, uh, playing up and down the country, lots of different shows. And um, we all sort of came together, and uh, if I remember, because it's been so long now, uh, we all picked a couple of songs of artists that we would like to perform. We were playing a lot of social clubs, a lot of pubs. And... Um, we like lots of other different bands as well, you know. So I remember picking a couple of Queen songs anyway, uh, and there was other artists as well. And it, we sort of... It, it, singing those songs seemed very natural to me. Uh, it sort of... It, it became our way, oh, this, is, this feels good, this feels right. <clears throat> and generally, we put the set together, and the, we put a couple of num the Queen numbers in, and as time went on, we sort of built up the last 20 minutes of the, the set, the two half, the two half set in the clubs, as a 20-minute medley of Queen song, songs. And uh, it seemed to take a, a life on its own. And uh, it just kept building and building. Of course, it wasn't a, a Queen tribute band there because, uh, you know, I think there were six in the band at all, six members of the band then. So obviously we had, to, we had contracts and we had to perform lots of other songs as mm -hmm. well. But the but the actual twenty minutes, it's people seem to ask for that more and more, and you know my my interest was stirred any anyway because it was a natural sort of thing to occur, and so it took a few it took a few years you know to sort of uh, get into that situation and, and become a tribute band you know it was uh, up and down up and down you're still playing lots of different places but that's a short story but it it. Um, you know, that's the generally the the gist of what what occurred. And what about his vocal range? I mean, does Freddie not have something like three vo octaves or something? Probably. I mean, this is a thing as well. When I I always knew it, I always knew music was my main you know occupation. Basically, uh -huh. even at school, it's just that's always interesting. Lots of classic rock bands. Uh, any any artists, all artists. You know, I, I say I'm on Scotland. Simple Minds, all bands, mm -hmm. lots of bands, associates, things like. That. So anything to do with music. But when I was performing these songs of other artists, which you had to do, um, they seemed to all sound a bit like Freddie's voice. Uh, or, or people noticed that anyway. 
<clears throat> so generally, we spent a lot of time on the road, and you know, you sort of always say you learn your craft on the road. Mm-hmm. So obviously, when we became um, a, a tribute band at the mm-hmm. time, Queen tribute band, probably about '95. Obviously, I soaked up my knowledge and things like that, and you, you know, you can't get more much more experience than on the road. Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, you know, you tend to... It was a natural thing anyway, but obviously you develop the strength and things like that. So, uh, and you learn. And, of course, at the start, I watched lots of uh, Queen and lots of uh, videos. But once again, on stage, it was a natural thing. It was... It was <clears throat> people say, well, how did you emulate? But it came natural. Anyway. Of course, as I said, you soak up there anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted to sort of embrace everything to do with Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how it is. So, yeah, it's obviously... The thing with Freddie's voice, and I would say mine as that, but, you know, as we're talking about Freddie, you know, he could go from a real raw sort of um, heavy, heavy voice to a very soft ballad for lot of, uh, falsetto mm-hmm. voice. So, especially in the early days, and in the later days, it, it was probably a little bit more raspy, mm-hmm. but uh, that comes with maturity as well. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering about, uh, for, for many years I was singing in choirs, and you yeah, know, they were, they were particularly, there were certain songs that you would see that the conductor really liked, and you knew it was going to be in the set list, but everybody's standing there going, oh no, here we go. Big deep breath. Is there any on the set list that, that you think, okay, let's no. let's do this. I can do this. No, not at all. This, this is a question I get asked a, a lot of times. Now, the, the you've got to do. You've got to have the greatest hits in there. It, I mean, you know, I'm going to be biased here mm-hmm. because Queen was was the the masters at that. You know, they they knew exactly what they was doing on stage. They they tried <clears throat> tried and tested different. Um, Sets different songs that would work, and you know the the um, what's the word the mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the word I'm trying to use. I can't think of it. But basically, the wave of sort of emotion and shout and and songs they seem to understand that when they needed an odd song and a soft song. But now, because the great the song the greatest it is always in there, and you know Queen knew that they they couldn't really take out a song. That was a, as classed as a greatest hit, or a Brian May song, or a Roger Taylor song, John Deacon. Mm-hmm. But then they would put like sort of like the deep cuts of the call, and there were the album tracks. So now, because now on stage it just it flows anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, going into that, some people say, "Well, what's your favourite Queen song to, to perform?" Well, they're all wonderful songs to perform because um, audiences have different ways of. The music transcending over to the audience. You've always got the the favourites of the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, to, cut, to, to say that about the songs, I think personally, when we put a new song in the set, whether it's sort of a, a rock song or a, a ballad, that seems to become the favourite okay. for for that for that time. You mm-hmm. know, it sort of sends flaws, and I think it crosses over to the audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> but as, as Queen said themselves, you know, you you, you can't take out a greatest hit. The thing is, though, with Queen, they're all greatest hits, really. Mm-hmm. You you can't. That's quite difficult to do because you've got to put put, uh, put a show together that's going to please not in the general the the public perception of of Queen songs, mm-hmm. 
but you've also got the 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 uh, the, uh, the fans who are sort of diehard fans who watch everything and listen to it, and they always like certain earlier songs that Queen did. Mm-hmm. And I can hear in your voice today that you've got a little catch there. And I was just thinking, cough and cold seasons just round the corner. I'm also yeah. getting over a cough myself. So yeah. how do you keep your voice in top condition to be able to do well, this? Well, I mean, at the moment, we're doing quite a lot of shows. So obviously your voice gets tired. And uh, I, I, I try to look after myself as much as I can. I take plenty of vitamins. I, I, I drink plenty of water. The thing is, as you said, with a singer, you can... Do, I mean, when I first started, you know, you can get a bit, like, sort of... Um, thinking about it too much sometimes. I tend to do exactly what the, you know... Mm-hmm. The best you can do, really. At the end of the day, I think sometimes you can... You can cause yourself problems by worrying about things or, or thinking, well, shall I take this or shall I take that? You know, sometimes I probably... Uh, I try to rest. It's very difficult though, to rest my voice after a few shows, two or three shows, or after a show. You try to rest your voice as possible. Mm-hmm. But then again, you have to do it. So I think it naturally. There's going to be there's going to be ups. There's going to be times when you, you, your voice is up and down, or you're not performing, or your vocals. But I, I mean, Freddie was the master of that, and I think he gave some advice to. Um, which is always in it, to Tony Adley, actually, from Spandau Ballet, mm-hmm. which I read. And he says, you know, some, once again, sometimes you're going to be up and down. Don't worry about it. Just re- realise that you're a performer and realise that you, you're just doing your best anyway. Mm-hmm. And things tend to work out. Mm-hmm. Obviously, obviously, if you're in a real bad state and the, the throat and, as you know yourself, you'd be singer yourself, you can sometimes sing through the cold. If, you know, if it's not too affecting the throat, but perhaps, you know, the, the nasal area. Um, but really, uh, I know it sounds, I think it's just to go on, doesn't it? I know that's a cliche. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I but, suppose. I suppose it does. So tell us about when you're coming to Glasgow. What's it like performing in front of a, a Scottish audience? <laughs> oh, are you going to say that? Well, obviously, I've, I mean, I've got a Scottish connection anyway, obviously, because I've got the... I'm half, I could say half Scottish, and my mother who lives in England, she's she's Scottish, and I've got family as well. So there's always been that for me. There's always a, a sort of coming home sort of thing, if you know what I mean. I spent I spent so much time in Scotland when I was young and growing up. So, um, well, what can I say? I mean, Scottish audiences are uh, how can I say real, very real. <laughs> um, it's. They they really show you, you know, they show their their sort of their, their I would say approval, but obviously they like most audiences they understand they know somebody's giving hundred percent, and that perhaps now they're down to somebody's not giving hundred percent, but they're very lively. I mean, we've played a couple of places in Glasgow. I think you were in uh, Hamilton in the thirtieth of September. Yes, we did we did Hamilton. Yes, that's right. We did. Uh, we did Motherwell a couple of few times as well. Uh, we've done a few places now mm-hmm. in Scotland. We've been up there quite a lot, but not the Pavilion. And I've heard a lot about the Pavilion from many years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, the audiences are always great in Scotland. I always remember this because, probably being a bit of a geek here, but I remember when the Apollo used... Not, yeah. I don't remember that. In but, fact... Oh, where you're yeah. performing the the pavilion, that's the Apollo was right opposite it. Oh really? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yep. that's amazing because uh, I like to know all these sort of things like this. And the Apollo was, as a queen, in fact, I understand that, and other bands, ACDC. I mean, that was a place, if you, if you got to the Apollo and you didn't come through on that night, you wouldn't get back. And that's I, I remember yeah. it was that roar, that Glasgow roar. Uh huh. Well, and strangely enough, the, the the actual place where you're playing the pavilion, it's the the Apollo is no longer there, but yeah, yeah. opposite where the pavilion was would have been Green's Playhouse that became the Apollo. So, yeah. Oh right, okay. Well, that's wonderful to know. You know, I mean, I, I think everybody, I know us music people should know. We know we know about these type of things. I think everybody should know about that because it's such a that was such a wonderful venue. As much as I know, uh, but that's a good thing. That's even better. But absolutely, you know, the audiences are, are, are fabulous. You know, they um, they always are anyway. You know, it's quite well known for that. So we're looking we're looking very forward to that. The show itself is a very authentic show. Um, to jump in, we sort of base the show on very Queen-like concerts. So everything is done in that sort of way, you know, from the start to the show to the end, with improvisation as well, which I think a lot of people... Queen fans know this, but there's a lot of improvisation and spontaneity in in Queen shows, mm-hmm. and uh, we try to do that a lot. You know, not, you know, give the audience exactly what they want, but put a few things in there to sort of uh, a bit a bit of like taster to to, to see what's going on. You know, mm-hmm. the element of surprise. I think. Excellent. That sounds incredible. So we're going to be ending off the the interview with, of course, we have to end with a Queen song, and I just went. For Radio Gaga, I was very yep. unoriginal, but I went for Radio Gaga. So here we go.
Radio is an amazing medium. It can inspire, entertain, inform and connect people. This station, Cam Glen Radio, is run by a dedicated, passionate and committed team of volunteers and you can be one of those volunteers too. It doesn't matter if you're an experienced broadcaster or if you've never set foot in a studio in your life. We provide all the training and support that you need to do what you want to do. And it's a great way of making new social connections, learning new skills, expanding on your CV and just having loads of fun. So to find out more about volunteering with Cam Glen Radio, just email volunteering at healthynhappy.org.uk. Yes, my thanks to Scott Malley there for talking to me all about an evening with Queen that's going to be at the Pavilion Theatre on the 9th of November. Tickets are still available. There is lots of interest now on these what they call heritage acts. In fact, next week I'm going to be talking to somebody called P.P. Arnold. Now don't worry if you haven't got a clue who that person is because I guarantee you if you go to Google and you type in P.P. Arnold and uh, First Cut is the Deepest, listen to her version, you will have heard it before. And what an incredible voice, what an incredible life story she's got. You'll be hearing all about that next week. Coming up on today's show later on, I'm going to be talking to Liz Allen, our phenomenal series of amazing women. And we're going to be looking at uh, Underground Railway conductor Harriet Tubman. Still to come on today's show, let's just finish with this one. Sharon McGinney does a show here on a Tuesday morning. It's called The Mixed Bag from 10 o'clock and she plays lots of different things, rock, pop, folk, that sort of thing. But this is a huge favourite with her. It's Fleetwood Mac and it's The Chain.
Super Trap Beach Boys to Prince and everything in between Tune in to Sharon McGuinney's Mixed Bag every Tuesday morning from 10am only on Cam Glen Radio And you are listening to Cat Gibson right here on Cam Glen Radio with you all the way through till one o'clock. Still to come in today's show, I've got the amazing interview that I did with Liz Allen, going to be talking to us about the underground conductor, Harriet Tubman. But joining me in the studio is Graham. Hello, Graham. Good how, morning. How are you, Cat? Okay. I'm all right. How's yourself? Uh, I'm good, thanks. Fabulous. Now, what we're going to do is the weather. Are you ready? Yep. Cam Glen Radio. Weather. Uh, the weather for this afternoon is actually going to be dry. The temperature this afternoon will be no more than 12 Celsius. And tonight it's actually going to be dry. And the same for tomorrow as well. Sunset. The sunrise was 0743. Sunset's 1822 tonight. It's getting later and later. And darker, it isn't it? It's getting so dark. I know, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about the GMS, GMS show's show. back this Saturday night, so it's going to be a mixture of 80s and 90s kind of naughty stuff. So it's a kind of poppy dancey stuff. Excellent. So we're going to go for this one. It's Black, Black Legend. Legend. It's a yep. good track, this one. I remember it very you well. You see the trouble with yeah. me. <laughs> Nineteen seventy-five we brought you an album with a song. Thank you. 
Black Legend, you see the trouble with me. And if you like that, make sure you're listening to our Graham on Saturday night between 7 and 9, right here on Cam Glen Radio 107.9 FM. Also, a huge shout out to Holly. I see her in the studio now. Holly does a show on a Saturday from 6 o'clock. So it's Holly first up with Holly's Hits, then it's the GMS show until 9 o'clock. Where else would you listen but right here on Cam Glen Radio? We are now going to go straight into the interview that I did with Liz Allen. Liz Allen is talking about Harriet Tubman. She is one of the underground railway conductors. So we're going to go and hear a little bit more about this phenomenal woman. It is a phenomenal woman. This time we are looking at a underground conductor, but not in the way that you normally expect her to be. She's not working on the trains. She isn't working in any sort of transport, really. And she also has moments of touch of Joan of Arc, maybe. Why don't you tell us about Harriet Tubman and what she was? And Kat, as always, you have landed me a Lulu <laughs> to talk about. I will do my best, though actually we're hoping for a three-part mm. mini-series for this one. Harriet Tubman is, as you say, so much more than a conductor, but we should explain to folks what that railway really was. Her grandmother, who had the splendid name of Modesty, actually was a slave born in Africa who was brought over to the southern state to work on the plantations in the very dark days of American slavery. So Harriet had a very vivid and recent experience of that brutality in her life. Her father was a skilled woodsman and her mother was called Araminta, which is new to me, but sometimes it was Minty and sometimes it was Harriet, but more of that anon. And growing up, their owners were a family called Brodes. And at the age of five, going on six, young Harriet was sent to work. Now, it wasn't just getting water from a well and it wasn't just working in a field. No, no, at the age of five, she was put to work as a childminder for one of the women of the White family who was called Miss Susan. And Miss Susan whipped the wee girl Harriet if the baby cried because Harriet's job as the slave in the house was to keep the baby quiet. Even at that age, and guided by her formidable mother, Araminta, Harriet reckoned she was bound to get whipped, because babies do cry, so she would wear lots and lots of layers of clothing so that the beatings didn't hurt her so much. Later on, when she was about 12, this rebellious spirit was obviously there. Her younger brother was called Moses, 
and her mother saw that Moses, this young lad, was going to be taken into slavery and far away and splitting up the family. So her mother hid the wee boy Moses in various safe houses and then when he came back to his family home, her mother bolted the door and threatened anyone coming into the house who was going to take away Moses that she would beat his head in. Now, I think that is a role model that you can't really ignore, Kat. So when our Harriet turned to the age of 12 and she saw a fellow slave being beaten for trying to escape, she tried to intervene and a two-pound weight seems to have knocked her skull. And, of course, no medical treatment, no follow-up analysis. And from that day onwards, she was subject to extremely severe headaches, which then seemed to have developed into absences. Will we call it epilepsy? Will we call it seizures? She was not a well woman, and this life of slavery was ahead for her. She decided to take action. She had married Mr Tubman and decided to escape to the north. Now, for our many listeners who are wondering, what is the reason for the Civil War in America? It's because the northern states, you could be free and a black person. The southern states, you were kept in slavery. So this railway that we mentioned at the start was a series of safe houses, a series of locations in forests. Very often it was Christian folk who were part of the rescue teams. But we're not talking about a wee five-mile trek. We're talking about distances of between 80 miles and 90 miles And we're talking about dangerous, dangerous life or death journeys that could take anything from five days to three weeks. With the prospect of being sold from the Brodess family, Harriet and two of her brothers and her husband set off for freedom. After a few days, Mr Tubman, her husband, decided he was turning back. Later on, her two brothers turned back, but Harriet went the whole distance and made her way to freedom. Mm -hmm. And that really was the first of her epic journeys to freedom. Now, we're not talking, as I said, about a five-mile hike. We're talking about weeks on the road, and as well as that, they were under threat of being recaptured. She was a savvy, clever woman. She always started her journeys on a Saturday because she knew that the runaway slave notices wouldn't appear in the local newspapers until the Monday. Mm. So that would give her a day and a half. She used disguises. She used every knowledge she had of the land and of the berries that you could eat. And she also carried a gun. Well, let's face it, the bloodhounds and the state police were after her. And one most powerful time when she used the gun, Cat, it wasn't against someone hunting her. It was when one of her group of folk trying to escape was so scared they didn't want to go on. And Harriet took the gun to the slave who was trying to escape and said, go on or we die. So Harriet was a very determined leader. 
and when she'd made it to freedom, the historical evidence is that she turned back at least four other journeys into danger and rescued more slaves over a series of years. Right. Interesting you were saying that because I thought about John Tubman. Was he not a free man? Was this not part of the reason why he turned back? He actually, because he was a free man in the South, Uh I think maybe he had a better life. Mm -hmm. But Harriet was from her mother's side and her father's side. She was a fully owned slave. That's right, yeah. So she could never be a free woman. Mm -hmm. And she decided, she said, I can only have two things in my life. One is liberty and one is death. And if I can't have liberty, I'll take death. Wow, that's amazing. I think there's also a story in the family as well about, was it her mother that was supposed to get freedom and she didn't get the freedom either and Harriet starts trying to get it through the courts because the the slave owner had been, when they get to a certain age, they start losing their value, the slaves start losing their value. Yes, but what can happen is, in fact, Harriet's father it's a horrible thing to think of. But Harriet's mother was bought by the father when they were both elderly because they couldn't work so much. So they were cheaper to buy. Mm-hmm. So the slave owners could get a bit of money. The way you'll get a bit of money for a very old car at the end of its life, it's not worth much. It can't do much. But you might get £50 for scrap. And that's what old slaves were looked on mm-hmm. as scrap. Mm-hmm. One of her final journeys was she brought her aged parents north to freedom. And in her later years, with the little money that she had, she set up a home for the aged Mm -hmm. in the northern states. By that time, I think her fame and her courage was better known. She was getting a wee bit of money. She was having a bit of publicity supporting her, including the famous writer of Little Women, Louisa Alcott, saw this was a woman who, she wasn't just a role model for what slaves could achieve. She was a role model of how ordinary people could take on the system and still make a good life and show decency for others as well. Because Harriet herself was illiterate, she didn't speak speak very well, she couldn't write, she couldn't read. When she's going on these night journeys and trying to get people out, she's having to stop and pray because, you know, it's like, I need to find my North Star and yes. using the North Star to guide people and using God, which I think when you're talking about when she gets to the North, some of the people in the North, some of the sort of elites in the North, that she was looking for fun money, you know, fundraising money to go and do these other trips. I think they started to look down upon her a little bit because, you know, it's God that was guiding her as opposed to, you know, this is right and proper, which it all was. What you've done is you've, you've tapped into the very different views of Harriet. Even today, there are people who think... From Burnhill to Newton. From Borough to Kirkhill. This is Cam Glen Radio. 107.9 FM Your voice Your music Your station Radio is an amazing medium It can inspire, entertain, inform and connect people This station, Cam Glen Radio is run by a dedicated, passionate and committed team of volunteers and you can be one of those volunteers too It doesn't matter if you're an experienced broadcaster or if you've never set foot in a studio in your life 
we provide all the training and support that you need to do what you want to do. And it's a great way of making new social connections, learning new skills, expanding on your CV, and just having loads of fun. So to find out more about volunteering with Cam Glenn Radio, just email volunteering at healthynhappy.org.uk. So we rejoin the interview that I did with Liz Allen all about the underground conductor Harriet Tubman. And we're joining the story really when we're talking about the different people in the North. These are people that she's got to rely on for fundraising and indeed in some ways for actual money because she doesn't actually get a pension. We talk about that later on. So you'll hear a little bit about that now. She was just stirring up trouble. She was encouraging Negro slaves to get above themselves by gaining freedom. And why couldn't she just let the slaves be passive until the Civil War finished and you know the white folks from the North would free the slaves? They didn't need to do it for themselves. And Harriet rejected that. And that's why within our visions of God... She actually rejects what you might see as kind of Jesus, love everyone, be peaceful and be passive. She took a great message from the story of Moses, who wasn't just the name of her younger brother, but the liberator of the slaves in Egypt. And doesn't she become known as the Black Moses? She was known as the Black Moses, the woman who could lead her enslaved people to freedom. And, And I think one of the other things that I found really interesting about her is she does all these things and there's oh there's huge numbers talked about in the internet you can go from about say 70 people to about thousands of people were saved and And you suddenly think well it was somewhere well where is the truth it looks like the the historical um, number crunchers have been on this so it seems that she never claimed huge numbers it looks like it was about 70 and it was at least four separate missions into the danger of the South to rescue small groups. But as well as that, when the Civil War in America yep. started, uh-huh. her knowledge of the land, she'd managed to dodge these police raids to, to capture her, and her knowledge of the land meant that the Union Army could use her as a spy as a a guide and when we're looking at the big numbers she played a very important part in some great big episodes in the army yeah is that the one that the 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 union river boats and she was the brain yeah she was the brains behind that and in that rescue attempt there were at least 750 slaves that were rescued. And then, of course, if they were able-bodied and they, they wanted to, mm-hmm. hundreds of them then joined the fight for freedom. Mm-hmm. So we can say that she directly saved about 70, including her parents, mm-hmm. but she indirectly saved hundreds. And even many that were wounded, she was a woman of the countryside and she used her herbal, her knowledge of herbs and her knowledge of traditional medicines and also worked as a nurse in some of the Union hospitals during the Civil War. The irony of among many of Harriet's life is that in her later years, when she's opened her home for the aged and she's living this very frugal life, she actually marries. Mm -hmm. And she marries Nelson Davis, who was a farmer. He was 20 years younger than her, but they had a happy marriage for 20 years. But Harriet has no real income. 
she has some supporters, she starts to write her autobiography. And in fact, the first official money that Harriet, the, the rescuer of the slaves, the inspirational woman, receives from the American government is her widow's pension after the death of her husband. Mm -hmm. Because there's this big political hoo-ha about why are you giving this barely literate African-American woman a pension just because she was brave? Because she was a scout and because she was doing all this work in reconnaissance, etc., she was actually due something like £700 in money back then of back pay. And there is a sort of campaign to try and get her this money, which continues throughout her life, you know, for about 20 or 30 years. And she gets a tiny fraction of that amount at the very end, really. At the very end of her life, which wasn't a very comfortable life. And her first home for the aged burned down. I think you would probably have followed that. But by that time, the story of her bravery was more known and it was benefactors and supporters who paid for the rebuilding of her home for the aged. Mm -hmm. And she spent her final years in, I wouldn't say in great comfort, still no. in relative yeah. poverty. But in her book, it was freedom and it was liberty. Mm -hmm. And she didn't just retreat into her home for the aged You'll have followed like me. Now that she had done her bit for the slaves and she was less physically able, you'll know her next great dream was to bring the vote to suffrage, women. women she suffrage. followed the suffrage campaign. She supported it in America. And to the point, there's a lovely anecdote that she wanted to attend one of the rallies of the early American movement for women to get the vote. And she didn't have enough money for the ticket. So she sold a cow, so she had enough money to attend the rally in support of suffrage. And she was welcomed in by all women in that campaign as being, well, what's the phrase, you walk the talk or you talk the walk or something. Yes. She had done it and she'd lived to tell the tale and she had never looked beyond her own dreams and kept living her dreams and hoping for the best for our country, for all people of the country. No, yeah, absolutely. She was an incredible woman. And of course she's remembered, as we always find, don't we, Kat? Yeah, on the banknote. Was she not in the uh, banknote? Not yet. Is oh, she that, still not in the banknote? That's that, like a 2017. She well, the latest the idea is that she might be on a banknote come 2030. You see, you and I have the same brains. The banknote, I found out she was supposed to go on the banknote. Because at the moment, the person on the banknote is Andrew Jackson, a oh, former yeah, president and slave owner. So let's toss him and get Harriet in. And she's still not on the $20 American banknote. They're thinking 2030. She is many other places, mind you. There's a, there was a Liberty ship. There are schools. There are roads. There's the recent film that mm -hmm. you enjoyed very much. And there's music from wonderful musicians like Woody Guthrie. So Harriet is now seen as a pioneer of courage and I think a woman of enormous strength when it wasn't easy mm -hmm. and she really never had an easy life, mm -hmm. but she stuck to her principles. So I think she's worthy of being included in our ever-lengthening list know, of amazing women. Oh, and we should make sure, though it's the sad bit, 
she passed away. And she passed away in 1913. So it was before the enormous sadness that she would have had if she'd lived to see World War I Mm -hmm. and the deaths of so many young folk in the armed forces. She'd seen enough death by that time, Kat. Yeah, absolutely incredible. And, and you said you managed to find a Scottish connection. Well, you know, I always try and find a Scottish connection. Now, we've talked about her as Harriet Tubman. Now, of course, that was her married name. Her own maiden name was, and it's a very dark connection, she was born Harriet Ross. And of course, in those days in the southern states of the United States, you took the surname from your slave plantation owner. So sad to say, that's the Scottish Mm. connection. And then, of course, I found you a few things about the Ross tribe or Tartan or clan or whatever. We have a Ross Tartan. We have a Ross motto. And the translation is success nourishes hope. And just quickly, Kat, I'll put you on the spot. Give me three famous Rosses. And while you're thinking about it, I'll give you some. Diana Ross. Yes, that's one on my list. (laughs) Yes. Some others might be. Well, we've got Ricky Ross from Deacon Blue. Oh, of course, yes. You're going to say, of course, to all of these. Ross Geller from Friends. (laughs) Ross Paul Dark from Cornwall. And last but not least, big deep breath here, Doug Ross from ER. Otherwise, George Clooney. Now, there aren't many radio chats that go from a woman born in slavery to a Hollywood superstar. I think we've covered the universe yet again. (laughs) Absolutely. And what's the musical choice? Well, I thought I would pick up on her younger brother called Moses on her nickname as the Moses of her people. And there's an amazing duet, Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, When You Believe. And it's from the Prince of Egypt, and it's the escape of the people... We are not afraid Although we know there's much to fear We were moving mountains long Before we knew we could Oh, yes There can be miracles When you believe Though hope is free It's hard to kill Who knows what miracles You can achieve When you believe Somehow you will You will when you believe Now I 
can I just apologise to all the cats and dogs that are going slightly demented? I really didn't realise they were going to be warbling quite that much or quite that high. I really do apologise if your poor dog or cat is currently traumatised. That was Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston warbling their way through when you believe. And my thanks, of course, goes out to Liz Allen for the amazing talk that she just did that about Harriet Tubman. Every month, the two of us sit there going, who will we look at? Who do we think we should do next? And what what type of person should we talk about next? Next month, we're going to be talking about one of the Kennedys. Now, how amazingly glamorous does that sound? So make sure you listen in for, for next month. We're not going to be talking about Jackie, by the way, because Jackie, lovely though she was, Jackie is basically a fashion model and it's just a series of beautiful frocks and hairdos. And she has a terribly tragic life. There is no denying that Jackie Onassis... And Jackie Kennedy, as was, had a terribly um, sad life. But that's not the Kennedy we're going to be talking about. So make sure you tune in next month for Lizzie's chat all about our Phenomenal Women series. Going back to what we were... Let's go and do this then. So this is the community announcements. Let's go and do them. <clears throat> Cam Glen Radio. Community announcements. So, South Lanarkshire's Council is looking in for preparation of its new local development plan three. A local development plan shows how local places will change in the future, including where development should go and shouldn't happen. To see the draft plans and to give your views, go to online one snapsurveys.com forward slash byrogue b-y-r-o-a-g or email localplan at southlanarkshire.gov.uk. South Lanarkshire's Youth, Family and Learning Services are continuing to run their adult literacy and numeracy classes, accredited by the SQA. So if you feel you need a little boost in those skills, you can call 01698 452154 or email slcboost@glow.sch.uk. And finally, NHS Lanarkshire are continuing to offer their online courses on topics to help you understand your baby, child and teen using the Solihull approach. To check out the courses, go to innerplace.co.uk and enter OWN123, OWN by the way is in capital letters, to make them free. This is only available if you live in South Lanarkshire. And those are your community announcements. You're listening to Kat Gibson. I'm with you all the way through until one o'clock. I have got loads of great music to get through. Let's barrel through and see how many I can get up to. So, aging boy band, let's face it, they're getting on a bit. Gary Barrel, Gary Barrelo, what? I've ch- did you hear that? Gary Barrelo. I have basically taken Barry Manilow and squashed it into Barlow and hope for the best there, didn't I? So, Gary Barlow and Friends are taking part in yet another concert. Tickets went on sale. It was the usual hoo-ha. This is the brand new track, though. It's called Windows. I'm waking up the hardest And every day felt the longest All blessings were unwanted Constantly haunted Then you opened up, opened up my windows Yeah 
Everybody wants to be a cat. You are listening to Cat Scream on Cam Glen Radio 107.9 FM. Your voice, your music, your station. Because everything else is obsolete. Climbed high mountains to hold you With every little stone that pierced me I reminisce on shells which haunt me Walk the coastlines Bruised my soles on rock faces Following a compass back to you Trailing footprints left me Left Yeah. 
Radio is an amazing medium. It can inspire, entertain, inform and connect people. This station, Cam Glen Radio, is run by a dedicated, passionate and committed team of volunteers and you can be one of those volunteers too. It doesn't matter if you're an experienced broadcaster or if you've never set foot in a studio in your life. We provide all the training and support that you need to do what you want to do. And it's a great way of making new social connections, learning new skills, expanding on your CV and just having loads of fun. So to find out more about volunteering with Cam Glen Radio, just email volunteering at healthynhappy.org.uk. You're listening to Kat Gibson right here on Cam Glen Radio with you all the way through until one o'clock. It is always the fastest two hours of the week for me, this. I hope you've enjoyed the show so far. My thanks to my amazing guest, Scott Malley, talking to us about an evening at with Queen at the Pavilion on the 9th of November. And Liz Allen talking to us all about the amazing Underground Railway conductor, Harriet Tubman, in her life. What an incredible couple of guests that we had on. Next week is even just as good, if not better. We're going to have Zan Taylor in talking about her music career. We're going to be playing a track from Zan later on. And I'm also going to be talking to Soul Survivor, P.P. Arnold. Now, I've got to be honest, I didn't recognise the name when this came through. But very quickly, you know, when I do my research, etc., of who this person is, wow, what a life. She's going to be telling us all about her new book that is coming out. It's been out in hardback. It's coming out in the paperback. It is called Soul Survivor. We're going to be playing her track. It's called Soul Survivor. I'm going to be playing that next but listen next week for the interview that I did with P.P. Arnold. Woman was absolutely incredible.
Katie Arnold there with Soul Survivor. You're going to be hearing more from her next week. Honestly, it was just jaw-dropping. From the minute she's 17, she's involved in this horrendous teenage marriage. She's got two young children. She really doesn't know what's going to happen next. And then, wow, what a life this woman has had. I honestly, next week, can't tell you enough. You're really going to love this. It's incredible. I was sitting there with my jaw open. I didn't ask that many questions because, to be honest, she just talked at me and it was incredible. I would have happily sat there listening to her all day. Coming up next then, we've got this week. This week's featured artist. It's Rachel Sermani. I've interviewed her before. She's an amazing singer-songwriter. She's absolutely incredible. She's actually heavily pregnant. I think this baby will be due. If it's not due... I'm sure it's due in November, so she'll be getting to the very uncomfortable stage. She's got a brand new album out. It's called Dreamer Awake. This is the title track from the new album. Can Wayne Radio, featured artist. Everybody okay? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it.
Rachel Sermani there from Dream It Awake. That is from her brand new album. That's the title track of it. She's an incredible singer-songwriter. If you get a chance to go and see her, go and see her. Normal, I would say, go see her at Celtic Connections, but I'm not, not sure how it'll work with the brand new baby. But um, an amazing artist. Well worth checking out. Uh, interviewing next week, I'm going to be talking to Zan Taylor. Said I'd be playing one of her tracks. This is called You're My Muse. brand new one there from Zan Taylor it's called Your My Muse going to be talking to her next week all about her career as a singer and about her music not much longer for us to go now so looking at the rest of the day here on Cam Glen Radio give me just a second so at 2 o'clock you've got the family radio show with Amy Doherty at half past 3, 4 o'clock you're talking about press pause where we've got our mindfulness where you hear the sounds of nature etc at six o'clock, you've got the blues past and present with Susan Lyons. And seven o'clock, you've got Jamie Heaney's show with Biddle or Basket. Biscuit. Biddle or Biscuit, not Basket. They'll be performing live in the studio with Jamie. That's from seven till nine. And then at 10 o'clock, you've got Jim Corbett doing the old chart show. That's how your lineup looks here on Cam Glen Radio. This is Brogdon. Don't whisper. Oh, 
Isn't that incredible? Well, that is just about all from me. I look forward to speaking to you next week. It's PP Arnold and Zan Taylor. Stay tuned, listening into Cam Glen Radio. From Burnhill to Newton, from Borough to Kirkhill, this is Cam Glen Radio 107.9 FM. Your voice, your music, your station. So, so- from Pink. To Super Tramp. Beach Boys. To Prince. And everything in between. Tune in to Sharon McGuinney's Mixed Bag. Every Tuesday morning from 10am. Only on Cam Glen Radio.